0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Space for Life. Uh, everybody listening to this is in for a real treat today. I have a good friend, Emily DeBose, who is our guest today for today's uh, podcast. And you're going to love hearing her story. Uh, it is an amazing story. And what I particularly love about it is it's an amazing story. That is true, I feel like, in a sense like mine, of just what God's done with an ordinary life and what God can do if we're just willing to say yes. To say yes to crazy things. So, Jim Collins is a well known business author, and he has this concept that I think about when I think about your life, Emily. I think about it in a sense with mine too, he has this phrase called a bee hag, And a bee hag is a big, hairy, audacious goal. You know, that, that our lives perhaps can be something about something that is seems insane, crazy, that we might do and that the best of life sometimes comes out when we're willing to step out into a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. So I think of you with that. And I think of sitting down in this little area where we do the podcast probably a year and a half, two years ago. And you were telling me the story of Lighthouse RVA, which is an amazing story. Everybody's going to want to hear about this. But I thought, wow, this is absolutely amazing what you've done. And my, my first thought was, "I didn't know you had it in you.":
1: I, I mean,
0: <laughs> <bed>. Yeah, so <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> oh gosh, so this, so this is just going to be really fun to hear your story, and thanks for stepping out to do this. Well,
1: thank you very much for inviting me. I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, well, but- well great. Well, I'm going to be quiet now, because what, what I would love for you to, to do is to just tell those who are listening your story. You know, and not just the story of Lighthouse RVA. Although maybe you can begin by just telling everybody what Lighthouse RVA is and then step back and say, you know, where did all this come from? You know, go back as far as you want.
1: Okay. yes. Well, the Lighthouse RVA, our mission is to create a safe and loving community where women in recovery and volunteers alike find joy, hope healing, and empowerment to take their next best step. And we do this by providing opportunities to nurture healthy relationships with one another and also connection to vital resources both in-house and also in the community. And so it's been an incredible journey and a really remarkable story. And so in terms of my background... I grew up here in Richmond and I would say that I had a fairly ordinary life where my basic needs were met and I went to the same school for 13 years and then went off to college and I was in commercial real estate for a little while and I took some time off when I had my children and stayed home with them and got involved in the community with volunteer work. And then ended up working at a school where we came alongside by providing education for children living in poverty okay. through a full scholarship for every child. And, and then again, took some time off to be with my family and dove back into volunteer work.
0: So, so step back for a minute when I'm here, you know, because I know, I know your parents that phenomenal people and, you know, I know the school you went to the, the neighborhood, it's, it's, it's all kind of very familiar to me. Uh, But the, this step from the ordinary relatively affluent life, that style that we, we both enjoyed to, you know, even working in commercial real estate to making the choice to work at the school, for underprivileged kids, what, what led to that? What caused you either to get into that job or to want to get into that job?
1: Well, that, that's a whole story in and of itself. It was actually not something that I sought out, but through circumstances in our family, I, after taking time off to be with the kids, I Went out, you know, seeking employment and decided to pursue admissions. And okay. so I, I was hoping to work at my children's school and which did not pan out and was given some suggestion to, to go attend a particular conference. And there I happened to sit next to the assistant head of the school where I eventually would work. Right. And so, which
0: was St. Andrews. Up there. Yes, that's no, right. yes. Right. Yes. right. Okay. And
1: so, so that's a whole nother story, but I do believe that was God directed and holy and, ins- you know, inspired um, one thing led to another. And I, I ended up working at that school because I ended up sitting next to this woman at this conference. And, oh. and that opened my eyes up to a whole nother beautiful experience in my life that I do believe was part of the, the, the sort of ongoing thread that was leading to where I am now.
0: That's, that is so neat. It, I almost feel like over the last year or so that have been doing the podcast Space for Life, we've almost had like a, a theme verse that has gone along, of which, you know, this story reminds me of it. And it's, it's the verse... Man makes his plans, Mm -hmm. but But it's the Lord's purposes that prevail. And, you know, I hear, I just wanted to kind of get into admissions work. And I even wanted to work in this school, but I happen to sit here and I happen, you know, all of these things that it's like, okay, you had your plans. They made sense. They were totally normal, all good in and of themselves. But it's like God grabs it. I think I've got something different for you.
1: Very different. Yes. It's amazing, really, when I think about it. And it was such a gift in my life. And so it was actually through my work at St. Andrews that I, I really developed strong friendships with families who had not only experienced living in poverty, but they had also a lived experience with some addiction and trauma. And I just, that's kind of where my journey started gaining more of an understanding of, of, you know, all of the, the hardship that goes along with, with addiction and hmm. how, how hard it is and how it affects the family so deeply.
0: Did that feel intimidating and fearful for you or, or not?
1: It, it was more just an awareness that it was a very humbling because I, I just, I realized how little I knew and maybe in the past, just to be perfectly honest, you know, I had had certain thoughts or thinking, oh, why can't this person just choose to be well?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's just not the way it works. And, and so it was deeply humbling is, is the best way to describe it.
0: Yeah, I love I love the way you're describing this because the, the two things I'm hearing is one, you say this was such a gift to me. And the way we often are, uh, at least initially, think of things like what you're doing with with Lighthouse RVA and what you did with St. Andrews is, well, it's such an act of service. It's such a sacrifice. You know, it's it's your choosing to pour out to give. It out of your life and what you're describing. And and I've had the similar experiences, those things that seem from the outside to be most sacrificial are actually the greatest gifts to us. We're the ones who actually get the most joy out of it and satisfaction and meaning and purpose. And yeah, maybe it's serving in some sense, but we're the biggest beneficiaries.
1: Of it. Right, right, absolutely. And it's kind of a, it's, I, I've just have continually been reminded the power of community mm. and love and community and that we, it's, we really as a people are more alike than we are different. And we all have the same basic longings. And so, and that's what has been, you know, that's what drove actually the, the beginning of the Lighthouse RVA was as I was spending time through some volunteer work, just developing relationships with women in recovery from addiction. Volunteering with some amazing organizations in Richmond, there's so many amazing nonprofit organizations that come alongside people in recovery. And
0: this was after St. Andrews. This
1: was after St. Andrews, yes. Right, okay. And I was doing some volunteer work through my church where. I had the privilege of being the sort of the contact between the church and, and the organizations that we were supporting financially. So that was even a, more exposure to these amazing people in the community coming alongside Women in Recovery. And I, I just would hear women in that situation saying, and, and especially those who are under resourced. And then trying to, to be in recovery and stay in recovery, say we, you know, what's the, what's the point because there's, we can't go back to our old community when we were in active addiction. And so where do we go? Where will we find that? And so that was kind of the initial breaking of my heart moment that I believe really started that stirring in my heart Mm. toward the White House RBI.
0: Yeah, that's a, I think, not understood piece of addiction. So I heard a study a long time ago back from the Vietnam War where during the Vietnam War, 25% of all of the soldiers became addicted to heroin. And the United States was fearful of bringing all of these heroin addicts back into the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, they surprisingly found, even though heroin is one of the most addictive substances that exists, that when these soldiers were reengaged in their community, about 85 to 90 percent of them were able to overcome their addiction. And the only ones that weren't were people who. To the largest extent already were struggling with substance abuses. That is, they were coming back into a community that was already part of their addictive lifestyle, Mm -hmm. whereas the rest of the people were coming back to a community that didn't have to deal with that. And the whole success or failure in addiction recovery was based on the environment, the community that they were entering into. And that's- like what you're saying.
1: Well, it was interesting. in another part of the story, to your point, in the beginning, I, I shared sort of the, the, the longing of my heart in this regard with a friend who had started a nonprofit. And he said, I have somebody I want you to meet. And so her name is Crystal. And so we met, never having seen each other before at Galaxy Diner in Harrytown, and this was before anything happened with the lighthouse rBA and we just met, and I sort of shared what was on my heart, and my friend seemed to think that this that Crystal had the same vision, mm-hmm. and so that that's why he wanted us to meet so I asked her about her story, and I said what what made you want to get together with me, and she shared with me that her story, which was very difficult and and she had was in recovery and had a very challenging battle with addiction with that where she ended up incarcerated for a, a decent period of time and she shared with me that out of her graduating class from for drug, the drug court class that she graduated from, there were eight people and she was the only one of the eight that had not since died of a drug overdose. And she, oh my she hmm. said to me, the reason I believe that that is the case is because I had community when I returned and I had friends who came alongside me and together you know, it's been one day at a time. But she said to me how strongly she felt that this developing a community for women in recovery was so important because she was lived proof of that. Hmm. And she said it's just very, was very hard for her friends to find. And so together we kind of said, okay, what might that look like? If we tried something, just took a small step.
0: Because as good as AA is, or something like that, and it is a kind of community, it's not really what you're talking about, or is it? It's, well,
1: it's important. I mean, right. I think that's very important. What, we, what, what the Lighthouse RBA is trying to provide is a place where women in recovery, any women, any woman in recovery, regardless of their lived experience can come and just simply enjoy themselves together to, to Mm. just, it sounds so basic, but it's so, it's just so important. We, we just get together every week. We share a meal, a hot, delicious catered meal, and we all kind of write down what we want to do that might be an activity that would be joy infusing. And, you know, it may be as simple as making jewelry together or flower arranging or, We've done line dancing, arts and crafts, but it's a time to be together that is not centered around recovery. Yes. If that makes sense.
0: It makes total sense. Yeah.
1: Because a lot of the women who are coming are living in transitional housing situations where they might be early on in their recovery. So from eight to five, they are in very regimented programming surrounding their recovery, which is super important. Mm -hmm. and there's also a need for that, just that downtime.
0: Yeah, I've seen so many of the things that you've done with Lighthouse RVA, and what what strikes me is how ordinary the things are. They're just, you just have fun with them. Right. And it's kind of like, okay, well, what good's that going to do? From the outside, you can easily kind of go, well, you know, you're doing crafts. Right. What difference is that going to make in of life? And now you're doing line dancing, and but I imagine just the experience of being able to relax for a moment and have fun—that's probably I don't know. Maybe it's the only places many of those women ever experienced joy.
1: Well, we have had some, you know some friends say that. The other day, actually, we were all of a sudden, because we don't really ask anyone their story. We don't, there's no expectation. That's the other piece that we, we didn't realize, but we have been told that is a beautiful thing for the women who come that we are all just, we are loving and everybody's hugging each other and, and, but there are no expectations. Hmm. So it's. And so they I we did have a friend say the other day that she she made this comment that she feels normal when she comes. And wow. I don't know exactly what she meant, you know, but she said she that's she just said she just feels good when she's able to just come and and just enjoy that time. And so that's really our goal. We we do have other resources that we provide in-house sure. that yeah. are a little more, you know, supportive beyond just the community piece, but we have a note writing team. And so when we share things, we all share, you know, what's going on in our lives, our note writing team will follow up and, yeah. and write a note. And and that has been an incredible expression of love that we didn't even realize the impact that even that simple thing would have, mm. where we're, we're trying to really, do what we say we're going to do, which is to love well and and be attentive. Like you, you do for your family. So simple. It really
0: is. Yeah. But deep, profound. Yeah. So, so I want to back up in your story, son, because hearing you tell this again, there's kind of throw out a little bit of a hypothesis that, that, you know, God brought this spark, unintended spark in your life when you were going back to work and led you to St. Andrews, not that you were really looking for it, but kind of led you to it. But then subsequent to that, it seems like that there were a series before Lighthouse RVA kind of came into your mind of, some smaller yeses. I mean, you could have said, okay, I had a job at St. Andrews. I finished that job. I'll now just re-enter into my normal life in Richmond with my kids. But you chose to volunteer again. You chose a few steps along the way that at least as I imagine it, they all were yeses, not as big a yes necessarily as Lighthouse RVA, but they were, yeah, I want to keep on doing this. This is important. I, so were they like, in a sense, smaller yeses?
1: I, I I guess so. I haven't thought about it that way, but yes. And they were, I would say that it's, I feel like we all have certain holes in our heart to our passions. Yes. I think areas of our lives that, that, fill our souls if that makes sense where what you're doing with your time is and and we all have I, I don't know how to explain it but just I guess pull is the the way that I would describe that and yeah. so in the volunteer work it was interesting how you know we we gravitate towards certain topics or areas where our heart breaks and and over time, it seemed to be that those were all little pieces that were building up to this.
0: They were hints, for, you. It,
1: they were hints yeah. for, for kind of where the path may lead.
0: Well, and where I think this is so important is that, you know, so many of us wonder how we're led by God. And we think of something like a lighthouse RVA or something like that. That, from the outside, seems like a very massive, behag, intimidating step, and not realizing that that God's leading into these paths is often much gentler, and they are, they, there's just this simple luring into it, and that when God calls us to something, when our lives call us to something, it doesn't often just drop out of the sky without any hint. we're, We're drawn and then all of a sudden there becomes this bigger opportunity, this bigger call to something that makes sense. So, you know, I look at your life, not knowing a lot of that story. And I think of Lighthouse RVA, where in the world did that come from? But then when you tell your story, go, well, that makes total sense. You had this incredible experience of joy and significance and meaning at St. Andrews. And then you had these other experiences and that created some connections with people who then put you with this person. And it, it seems like a very logical path but wouldn't seem that way well
1: and I will say along the way there were several situations where I felt like it might be this or that and then mm-hmm. so I went down a path and would start something or dabble in something and then it just kind of fell apart and I thought what in the world There were there were actually many of those in that interim period and but interestingly now I, I had an experience this past year that was directly tied to sort of an area that we stepped into at the lighthouse RDA, which was workforce development and mm. i kept in my as we were kind of praying about the next steps. And do we, do we enter into this? Because there's so many different directions that we could go right to try to come alongside and elevate our friends in recovery. And, but, you know, we, you really just, we all just like in our day-to-day lives, we have to seek discernment for that because there are a lot of different ways we can all go. And, and so we were praying about this. And I kept remembering this friend of mine who I, had met, I think I met her twice in one of these endeavors that in my mind failed. Oh, wow. And so I finally, I thought, well, I've got to just email because this it will not leave my brain. And I hadn't emailed her in seven years. I didn't even know if her email was the same. I emailed her and I said, her name is G. I said, G. I have no idea if this is even your email anymore. I don't know if you remember me. I think we're supposed to meet and I actually don't know why, but I kind of want to check in with you and see if we can have coffee. She emailed me back and she said, I cannot believe this, but your name came up for the first time in seven years this week. And I want, I think we're supposed to meet too. We got together, shared what updates on each other, just normal coffee catching up. And I it told her that we happened to mention the workforce readiness idea. And she said, I cannot believe this. I feel like this has been my calling for a long time. And I've been dabbling in this in the East end. And I want to come do this for the Whitehouse RBA. I want to, I want to do a pilot program in workforce readiness.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> and, and Tommy, I kid you not. I met her twice. I think I met her twice and we were in this small group together We were trying to do an inner city group of just getting together with people and, and praying and, and, and then it turned out the, you know, the space was no longer available and the whole thing fell apart. And I just was really kind of down on myself thinking I'm just running after all these things and just chasing rabbits as my husband says. Yeah. (laughs) And sure enough, it turned out that God used that, those two encounters Seven years later,
0: that's wild and crazy.
1: So I say yeah. that only to say that there were uh, so many times that that I felt like I was trying to follow what I thought I was supposed to be doing, and it just fell flat on its face. But I think that I truly believe that God uses everything. You know that He uses and He uses the hard situations because behind the scenes what led me to St. Andrews was a whole nother story. That was a really hard time for my family for a lot of reasons. And, and I ended up at St. Andrews, which then was such a gift in my life that then led me to my volunteer work that allowed me to have the privilege of being in relationship with just all these amazing people. Yeah. And
0: but we only see those things in the rearview mirror. Exactly. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, we, we, we have this, really false impression that, you know, when, when we're called to do something big, then, you know, this, the this part and all these things just come together in this beautiful, you know, natural symphony, but it, it's like, oh, I failed at this. I failed at this. I had no question. You no know, one wondering what was going to happen is all this waste of time. And then God just knits all of this stuff together in this, this one interaction out of this failed opportunity comes back seven years later in it's some crazy. clear way. And I just think that's an incredible inspiration, encouragement to just, just keep on.
1: Yes. Just, just keep do on. the next step. Yes. And yeah. And it, and, and it's just, I remember another, this is might be going off, but Another little part of the story was after a series of those kinds of what I sort of deemed in my mind as failed attempts to follow the lead that I thought I was supposed to follow. I, a friend of mine sent a podcast, hmm. Amy Julia Becker, yeah, Patricia Clark, actually your Amy fellow was, podcaster. That's right. And Amy Julia was just, right? just on. Yeah. So small world out of the blue, I put in quotes, My friend Patricia sent me an Amy Julia Becker podcast with a graduate from an organization called Thistle Farms in Nashville, Tennessee. And that is a two-year, they provide a free two-year residential recovery program for women survivors of sex trafficking and addiction. Wow. It's a phenomenal program. Mm -hmm. And she sent me this podcast in the height of sort of my just trying to figure out what, what it was that was in my heart. And I, it was, it was the sort of trigger point, if you will, for me, it grabbed my heart to the point that I I thought to myself, I don't know what is happening, but I think I need to really look at what the next step is because I think the time is now my fear. I need to let this pull out, and, and honestly, just trusting God outweigh my fear of being ill-equipped mm. to start down this path of figuring out community for women in recovery. And I saw, I went online and saw that Thistle Farms, they offer a workshop for anyone to come and learn and replicate their model. And I told my husband, I, I can't explain this, but I have to go to Nashville, Tennessee, and I have to do this workshop. And I went, and the, the CEO... And I felt like a fool because we're sitting in this room and people are standing up talking about their organizations that are 15 years in the making and I'm this and that and I'm, this is my background. And I had to just stand up and say, I'm Emily DeVos and that's all I got. <laughs> I got nothing else. I'm not I love sure. That. I'm not sure why I'm yeah. here. But yeah. I I'm here and I'm just so thankful to take all of your wisdom in. And I I left there, the CEO said go back to where you live and look at what's happening in your community and either join the good work that is happening. Or if you see a gap, just try to step into it, take what you have and just take the next step. And he said, you will screw up. We have made so many mistakes and you learn from your mistakes and that's how it works. And, and I can't explain it, but that experience, I came back and I thought, okay, we're, we're just going to start. And, and so we found free space and I found two friends who were willing to say yes. And we hosted our first gathering in free space. And we, we just provided a meal. We invited the women who I already knew in recovery and, and, and we made joy and
0: one oh, thing led so to great. another. That is so good. It just, that's just so amazing. You know, and, it's an amazing story, but I just can't imagine how daunting that was to say yes to that inner leading and say, you know, I'm going to leave Richmond, Virginia. I'm going to drive here. I feel like crazy. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to say, I mean, that was a huge yes. It had to have felt insane. That it felt
1: insane but, I, but really, to be honest, I, and I, because I, I will say that I am a fearful person in general. I, wow. I, I live with a lot of fear and worry, but I am telling you the truth when I say that going to, to Nashville was not scary. It seemed, I didn't understand it, but it was like, it was like God's promises are true that, you know, it's in history, not our own. Mm. I really felt like it was, he was leading that. And I can't really explain it except that I'm tell you, i I'm in fear a lot of my life, mm. but in those moments I was not afraid. I, I and so it, it, it's bizarre. Yeah. I can't
0: explain it, but you can't, it's just, a mystery. Yeah, and so yeah.
1: there it is. Yeah. There's a mystery. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah.
0: That's, that's, that's an incredible. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is really, it's incredible, but it, I think that's what God would have for so many of us if we would just lean into, you know, what he wants, where he leads. So, uh, and, and I think from that angle, I'd love for you to just, Share if, if, you're, if you're imagining in your mind, let's just say a room full of women, for sake of argument, that were in a similar place to where you were, let's say pre-St. Andrews, what would you, what would you want to encourage them or what would you say to them about life and where it was going? That's a, that's a tough
1: one. Oh my word. That is a tough one. I, I, I guess I would just say that, you know, trust, just trusting that, just do the very next thing that you feel called to do and, and not getting too worked up about the future. Just kind of, I, I, I don't, I love what Becca Stevens, said about doing the small things with great love do the Mm -hmm. small things with great love and that will have the the biggest impact and just listening to your heart I mean that sounds so I don't but I, I think that when you feel a nudge that won't go away about your next step right don't be afraid to just move toward that
0: I love that. I came up with this thought a while back. I I was reading in the Bible the story of uh, Peter walking on the water. And that's like a crazy story. Someone walking on the water. And I wondered as I was reading this story, what led Peter, when he saw Jesus walking on the water, to ask Jesus, can I come out and walk on the water too? I thought, how do you make that kind of leap to that type of thing? And so I came up with this phrase that I, I that I think about when it comes to faith. And it's the phrase puddle walking. Hmm. That, you know, very often before we're called to walk on water, we're called to step through puddles. You know, in those puddles, you still don't know what's underneath. You don't necessarily know how deep it is or whatever. But we begin with that next step that small, that small, yes, that right. small, you know, I don't even know where this is going. It's not a big deal, but yeah, I'll take the next step. Right. And that's,
1: and also, you know, for, for this, for my experience, it, it is just everybody has their next step. Yes. And so whatever it is that you're called to do, you're not being called to do it alone. It's yeah. not about you. It's not about me. It's, 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 you know god is 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 at work all the time and is in, and I, I believe that he's i can finally I, I feel like i can say this there was a time when i thought i don't even know what if somebody said what are your gifts i would not be able to tell them what they were but i feel like we've all he's given us pieces of himself to use for his good and and so it, it and he will bring together the complete puzzle. Like we are each a piece of the puzzle that he has created. And and he doesn't ask us to just be that one piece. He brings all the other pieces
0: yes. together
1: mm-hmm. to to accomplish his will. So we don't need to worry about and overthink it because I'm famous for overthinking it, <laughs> all this. And, and that's just, that's an, a lack of faith on my part because God is God and I am not. And so he doesn't call us to do whatever it is he's calling us to do alone would be the other thing I would say, because this, the Lighthouse RBA, as an example, is it is a just 100, you know, people's gifts and talents and offerings at the table. And we're we're all, it's this beautiful picture of of community Mm. is all I can say. And so it, it, it's, it's, it's all the pieces together that make it a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. You're, you're and that part, make it you're, happen. You're part of it, but One just a little part. small. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just my part happened to be in the beginning. Yeah. But then everybody else.
0: But there are a lot of people that are involved in Lighthouse RVA that for them, it's their small yes. Right. Exactly. It's their next step. You know, and they may just be volunteering for it or they might be, you know, in some other role, or just showing up and so but it's their small yes. Right. Just like it was at one point for you.
1: And that has been a really beautiful, humbling thing to to watch when we're all together, is that we we truly are a we. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not we have volunteers and then we have women who come to us in recovery, and we have volunteers who are in recovery. And when we're all together, our lived experiences and backgrounds and some of the things that would normally cause us to divide or not even want to be, you know, in conversation together for one reason or another, all of that falls away. And it's just you know, women, loving women. And we we had a friend in recovery who has experience with incarceration and homelessness tell us the other day, we were all together painting hearts. And she said, you know, a long time ago, I think that if, if we had all been walking down the street passing each other, we would have turned the other direction. Both yes. of us would have judged one another and would have, not giving each other the time of day, and here we are together at a table painting hearts together, and it was just a beautiful. It was a beautiful picture of, I feel like the way.
0: Well, supposed to be. Th- that's just like a living example of the Good Samaritan. You know, the the people that were saying, "Oh, I'm passing by on the other side of the street," and the whole point of the story is, "Who is your neighbor?" And the Good Samaritan that, that came was just a neighbor, just there were are no differences, right? Someone was in need. I helped them. Right. And we're all,
1: in need, we're all in need. We all in is the yeah. thing. That's the thing is we're all in need. And just to watch everyone, because when we're, we're at the table, it's, it's, we, we are all there for each other equally. Yes. And, and.
0: Regardless of whether you're volunteering or you're a recovering addict. Right. Right.
1: It's, it's, it's truly, um, yeah. it's been just
0: incredible. Yeah. So, I know this also is hard where where do you see or do you have any sense of kind of what's next for Lighthouse RVA?
1: Well, we just kind of go day to day with open hand in a full state of surrender and we do have some some exciting thoughts about, you know, various directions that we we might go as a community. We're trying to listen and evolve and and Step into like we say the the gaps and not necessarily try to do things that are already being done. But I will say the first thing we we hope is to find a permanent home. We're in rented space right now. Okay, in a wonderful location. Uh, we 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 hope to find a permanent space where we can continue to find ways to to love each other well and offer right. more um, opportunities for health and wellness and you know. And a variety of other.
0: Right. That,
1: that sounds, so,
0: re- that sounds very neat. Yes. Well, seeing things a little bit from the outside, you know, from where I am, I will say it seems like while you might be just going day to day, open, open hands. It also appears to me like you are providing a lot of very intentional, strong leadership to lighthouse RVA. That's not, so much just going day by day wondering, you know, what's next that you have a lot of intention we do have
1: intention. We oh. do, yes, we are right. I don't mean that lightly. No. Like, but no,
0: I know you. we but yeah. we
1: we we do. We really just want to listen yes, to do. the community. Yeah. And then you know it's it's we want whatever happens to be community driven. Yeah. And led because
0: that's, that's, that's kind of the, that's the way it should be. Of, of yeah. Arts. yeah. So, you know, Lighthouse RVA is a nonprofit. It's you know, a 501c3. 501c3. How would people connect to Lighthouse RVA, either to just learn about it, to potentially volunteer, to potentially give? All of those are wonderful, wonderful ways of... Taking the next step.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So our website is www.thelighthouserva.org.
0: The Lighthouse, the Lighthouse RVA. and
1: RVA. The in the beginning, RVA on the end are very important because there are quite a few Lighthouse organizations out there we have discovered. And then an email to contact us related to any questions We'd love to invite people to come over and see the space and learn more volunteering. That is info at the lighthouse RBA.org.
0: Okay. Great. And on social media, um, social media, Instagram
1: is at the lighthouse RBA at
0: the, at the lighthouse RBA. Okay. And then,
1: and Facebook is the lighthouse RBA.
0: Yeah. And I, I, this is certainly a place I encourage the social media because I think, you get a really quick flavor of the fun that y'all are having and the difference and just, you know, lighthouse RVA. I think of the people, all of the people, whether it's the volunteers or, or the different people you're working to help. Everybody has just got this big smile on their
1: face. We have a good time. Yeah. And (laughs) there's a lot of laughter.
0: Yeah. And I look and I can't tell who's who. Yeah, in terms it's of the whole great.
1: Thing. It's great. Yeah. And we do also I'll just say this as well. We we have a boutique where we have mm. tag on and very gently used clothing. Okay. and accessories. Great. So that is another way to contribute is through that. So we we will and we also we have at all times toiletries, your basic toiletries, hygiene, feminine hygiene items. Okay? Because we have found that those were hard to get quickly. So we kind of, that was one place that we stepped into pretty quickly so that when we receive calls from program directors or house managers, where women might be coming right off the street or out of incarceration with nothing but the clothes on their back, we we can invite them Mm -hmm. in and love them in that way. And then they can shop and we provide them with the toiletries and a, a little love bag, we call it. And that's a great way also to tell them about our weekly gatherings and invite them to join us for this. And so those are some other ways to, to help the community.
0: In other words, there are a lot, of ways a lot of ways to engage, you know, high contact, just easy, just ease into it or just watch, you know, whatever. So right. that's, that's really great. Well, I, I love your story. I love this idea of, you know, just, just take the next step. And I think that that's, that's the encouragement, regardless of, where we are, regardless of where anybody is that's listening, I think that's the call. Take the next step. So there's, it's not quite a lighthouse, but it has the same image. It, you know, in I think it's Psalm one eighteen, one nineteen. It says, "My word is a lamp unto my feet." And my understanding of that verse is, the word for lamp, refers in the Hebrew to a little ankle light that people would put on their ankles that provided just enough light for the next step. Wow. And so, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like an ankle lighthouse. Um, So I love that image because that is ordinarily the way God always leads us is a lighthouse for the next step. All we get the next step, very rarely do we get vision into what's beyond there. So you know for everybody listening I, I, I would really just encourage you to think, what's the next step that you may take, whether it's lighthouse RVA or something different? I, I believe there's a next step if we listen so and you' you're a great example, so thanks so much for sharing your story and I can't wait to just hear the next things that, that God has for you and for Lighthouse RVA.
1: Thank you so much, Tommy. I
0: That's really great. appreciate it. This well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll have all of the information about Lighthouse RVA in the show notes if you happen to take a look at that. But you don't even need that. TheLighthouseRVA.org. Thanks for listening. And as always, I encourage you to do something with the podcast. Take a step, take an action, you know, take that next step in the right direction. So thanks so much for everything.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye.